Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey. What the hell was that? The intro. That's the intro. Yep. You know, eventually, eventually, <laughs> I hope you'll start to take this seriously. Ah. This, this is why... I'm doing this shit to have fun. This is why we can't get any sponsors, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean just, just think think about it. Like, you've got all these, all these, like, these different places that are, like, we're in desperate need of some kind of promotion or something. You know, businesses kind of, like, being hit hard. And they're ripe for people like us that don't want a lot of money <laughs> to give them, like, a little bit of a boost. And they're still turning us down. It's fine. The right one will come along. Yeah, that's what you said about women. I mean, eventually. Yeah, I can see it now. Like, he would have been perfect for me. It's a shame he's dead. <laughs> I figured it was going to be. It's a shame he was such a jackass. Whatever will be. Oh, he's hot. Say, so, uh, so, hey, everyone. My name is Turk to the one to the 80 to the two. That's 182 for those of you that can't count. And see, I can be an ass, too. <laughs> That's my mutant power. I discovered that on a, on a on a episode of In the Gutters. <laughs> Walker and I were talking, and he didn't like the fact that I was making fun of him. And then he told me that my mutant power was being an ass. Oh, well. So, if you ever catch me being an ass, it's not my <laughs> fault. My powers just are just like raging out of control. Okay, uh, I'm a Comey. My uh, mutant powers apparently not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think inherent ability is really considered a mutant power. It really didn't crop off until my teenage years, so, you know. Well, that's generally when the mutant powers kick in. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, yeah, hey, welcome to Our Moms Think We're Funny. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that's what we do. We, yeah, welcome to Our Moms Think We're Funny. <laughs> and we'd like to do a little bit of a podcast for you. Yeah. Um. And I got a message for all you liberals out there. You want my gun? Come take it from me. <laughs> you want my podcast? Come take it from me. <laughs> I just showed Turk that video. If you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's only like a minute long. I think it started on TikTok, but I, I found it on YouTube. <gasps> funny, 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 funny. Creep show too. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. TikTok, you don't stop. <laughs> We've been in a Halloween I'm mood. Uh, you up. Huh? Sorry. You, you good, man? Um, I'm getting there. Man, this fucking podcast is off the rails. <laughs> what? Oh, like like we ever have a podcast is not <laughs> off the rails. Like we ever start one off like, hey, we're gonna be serious today. Look at us being serious. This is us being serious. We've done yeah. that. <laughs> we did that on our fuck YouTube episode. <laughs> That is true, but that's because we had something, so, and we were serious in uh, in our um, uh, fuck uh, uh, class action lawsuits thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been in a Halloweenish mood this recording session. Uh, pretty excited about it, even though you know it's the fucking apocalypse, and we're not really going to be doing Halloween stuff. But uh, it's the as a country, end of the world as we know it. I can live with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we were talking uh, last time we hung out. I'd actually forgotten about this, and Turk reminded me. But uh, 
uh, I had discovered some Let's Plays of, uh, I think I think they're called Pokemon Dusk and Dawn. They're, uh, they are fan hacks that are basically, like, telling the Pokemon story in the zombie apocalypse. And, uh, yeah, I had completely forgotten about having this conversation with you until you reminded me, and you were like, you didn't come up with a team yet? You're an asshole. So... <laughs> whoa, whoa, that doesn't sound like me. I don't know, we just call people assholes for no reason. Yeah. Well, there, there was a reason. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I probably said that. <laughs> asshole. Uh, but yeah, so um, so we were just shooting the shit, and I brought up those games. And I mean, they're okay. They're pretty flawed, but they're they're all right. So I was like, well, hey, you know, that would be an interesting podcast topic. Because for us to say, you know, if you could, if you were in the world of Pokemon, and it was the zombie apocalypse, what team would you assemble? Because it's one thing when you're doing Pokemon that you assemble a team for, like, completing the game or for actual, like, tournament play. There's different ways of doing that. You've got to assemble, like, different type advantages, type disadvantages. Uh, you know, if you're doing story completion, you've got to make sure that you've got your uh, your HMs covered. All that kind of thing. But if it were the zombie apocalypse, your whole goal would be survival. Yeah. Your, your only focus here is to make sure that you're not going to die. There's no tournament-based stuff, so you don't necessarily have to worry about type balances or anything. And, uh, so yeah, I don't know if we're going to get a full hour out of this, but I think it'll be pretty interesting to, uh, to whip up a team, for each of us to whip up a team, and, uh, and see what we can come up with. Yep. So, who wants to go first? Uh, Turk does. Turk wants to go first? (laughs) Yeah, does he? Alright, sure, why not? (laughs) Alright, so. Uh Uh-uh. So, I, um, I actually have, I have a team of, are we putting together a team of six? I have a team of, see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So I have a team of 11, but, but I was, uh, some of my, what I didn't think I, okay, let's start all over again. Some of them I hadn't planned on keeping, but I hadn't decided which ones I, I was going to uh, keep and which ones I, uh, uh, that were going to actually make the team and, like, why I would choose them. Mm-hmm. So um, so I'm actually, I'm going to read off my 11 here. <laughs> And then, okay. and then I'll kind of tell you like which ones I'm keeping and why. So um, I don't think we discussed this just because I, I kind of thought of it as a given, but um, I'll, I'll say it for the benefit of uh, of the listeners. I, I think it's fair to say no legendaries because that makes it a little too easy. Yeah. If it's like, well, I want Mewtwo and Zapdos, it's like, well, then you fucking win. Congratulations. <laughs> right. It's been a five-minute episode, like, dickface. Wh- why did anybody have to die right. you know, in this apocalypse if you're just going to whip those guys out? So, yeah. So, I think that's just kind of a given. It's the same reason why a lot of people don't want to use legendaries when they're playing Nuzlocke. It's like, well, okay, well, you just took a lot of the fun out because it's like, my guy is stronger and faster and he's Sonic's wife. So... Anyway, do go on. I'm I'm excited to hear what your choices would be. Okay. So um, so again, these are these are my uh, my eleven that I'm gonna actually whittle down to the five. Okay. So um, I picked Onyx. God damn! I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Scyther, Graveler, Mister Mime, Charizard, hmm. Machamp. War Turtle, Haunter, Chansey, Blaziken, Greninja. Hmm. So you went for some Gen three dudes. I I went with all uh all Gen one. I'm a filthy Gen oneer. So one quick question for you: Graveler rather than Golem? Why? 
So I wanted one that's a little bit stronger and, but I didn't want the, I didn't want the full, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think, see, it's, uh, I gotta make sure I think of it now. It's, um, it's Geodude Graveler Golem. Right, Geodude Graveler Golem. So, cause Golem's got the four, has the, uh, the arms. And, uh, see. Yeah, Golem is like perfectly round. He's got a weird little turtle head sticking out. But then you have, he has like arms and legs too, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, and then, uh, I'm trying to think, Graveler, what's he look like again? Uh, Graveler is all like lumpy, and so he's like a slightly bigger Geodude. He's uh, got the arms, but he also has like weird little hand feet thing. Yeah, yeah. Things at the bottom. Yeah. Um, but he's he uh, he still floats, doesn't he? Um, it he's depends. Not a walker, is it? it? It depends on the game, honestly. Um. So yeah, so I was I was wanting a floater. Um, so I, I think I, in the old concept art for Gen One, he floated, but um, I'm pretty sure he walks these days. So it really just depends on your your version. So this is, and I don't know for sure that I'm keeping him. So okay. I will tell you right now, I am keeping War Turtle. Okay, I'm keeping Chansey. So that that one interests me. I, I, I definitely want to discuss these choices with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I, I do have a reason for them. Um, Blaziken. So I, okay. So the only person I have that flies is Charizard. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep Charizard because um, I need a flyer. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. So, but I'm like Greninja or Scyther. Scyther I really like, but I don't think he's as fast as Greninja. I have never compared their stats side by side. I know that Scyther is fast. And, uh, and I need a headlopper. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's what, I, that's what they're there for. And that's why Scyther's on my team. <laughs> that's so, so that's, that's why, but so I'm thinking Greninja might be, cause, well, one, like, he can like, he's like a ninja, so he can run up walls and shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's got the, the stealth that Scyther doesn't. So I think I'm going to go more the Greninja than the Scyther. Okay. So Greninja, Blaziken is kind of like a fire Greninja of sorts. But I do need my flyers, so I feel like I need to keep keep Charizard, um, mm-hmm. and I don't need two flame guys. Um, now Blaziken is fire fighting, which is interesting typing. That he was the first like starter to really have that typing. Um, the thing is, though, a lot of fighters are doing like physical bludgeoning damage. They're not going to be doing much in the way of cutting. So that kind of diminishes his physical capability, because if he gets bitten by a zombie, then you're out of Pokemon. But he's fire. So yeah, so he would have to rely purely on special. Now, typically, fire starters, and uh, I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of this information wrong, people are probably going to get pissy with me, but uh, typically, um, a lot of fire starters have decent speed and better special attack than physical attack, so... You'd probably be pretty well suited to just stick with fire attacks with him. Yeah, but like I said, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the with the Charizard over him, um, just because I need that flyer. He's yeah, the only he's yeah. the only one I pick with flyer. Charizards are pretty good. Any starter is good. And I at one point I did consider um like a um like I did consider people like like Butterfree and um I thought about him and uh, what's the um Beedrill? Yeah, Beedrill. Be- but then I was like. I need someone that I know for a fact is going to put these guys down. Yeah. So. Yeah. The the thing is, I don't think that, like, sleep powder would work on zombies. 
Now, Butterfree does learn Confusion, but at that point, you might as well just have an actual Psychic type. And I don't, I don't know if Paralyze would work on them either, so... Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I would imagine that they would, like, short of something like Burn or Freezing, I don't think they would really be affected by status afflictions. So, one thing I just thought about that I think would be really good um, would be Muck. Hmm. That could work. Because Muck can't be bitten. Yeah. And his footprints are acidic. So he could just, like, mow through people. That is pretty good. Yeah, and, and he can make a nice barrier. That's why I have Mr. Mime. Mm-hmm. Because Mr. Mime puts up those barriers. Yep. So, and, so, like, so, so if I've got to camp out for the night, Mr. Mime would be the guy taking first watch. Okay, okay. You know, um, but so, uh, so, uh, I think we have to go, and so the reason it's Onyx or Graveler is, one, they shouldn't be able to be bitten because they're rock type. Right, right. But Onyx is so big. Yeah, Onyx could just, like, do a lot of damage just by virtue of moving. So, and the thing is, I get to ride on him, so he I can be elevated above everybody. Mm-hmm. And when we go to set up base, he could basically, like, surround us mm-hmm. and lay down. So that gives us a nice little rock wall. Very um, nice. So, I, but... But the other thing is, it's, he doesn't really have like with Graveler. I could do something like a like a rock slide, so mm-hmm. I could I could move the earth if I needed to create landslides, and I could so I could. You also have um, build like forts and I mean, like, like barriers. Yeah, you have access to earthquake, which damages everything in the area. Um, the nice thing about Graveler or anything from the Geodude family is that you can learn explosion. Which is a really nice last ditch effort. So if you're just surrounded, you could just. Have that thing go off and kill everything in the room. Except no substitutes. <laughs> but I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to. I'm going to go with Onyx though, because depending on where I am, I may not have um, like an adequate like location to be able to like camp out. Yeah, yeah. He's he's an, an instant camp. Form. Yeah, I I think that it's fair to say that like rock types wouldn't be capable of getting bitten. Now Onyx is stat wise not a good Pokemon. Um, he's got decent defense, he's got terrible health, terrible speed, terrible attack. Uh, but, you know, again, this we're not doing this for tournament stuff either. We're doing this for practicality, and practically, you're talking about a 30-foot long, 1,000-pound monster. Now, so, can Pokemon be zombified? I'm going to say yeah, because that makes it interesting. And so that's where it comes into where I'm going to be dealing with zombified versions of these guys here. <laughs> Because surprise, suddenly you have a zombie Dragonite on your hands. Or, I mean, like, I'm going to have my Onyx versus a zombie Onyx. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, my Onyx can't hurt him. I mean, like, I would think it is a zombie version. They're going to be weaker. So his his rock should be not quite as dense. Maybe. You know, because if, we, if we're going to go by the, the uh, logic that their body is going to be weakened by whatever this virus is. Yeah. And the same with the human body would be. Yeah, I'd, I'd say they're, like, slowly decaying over time. But I'm still, I mean, it doesn't really matter if I come across like a, uh, like I said, like a dragon or something like that. Or, or heaven forbid, I come across a zombified, uh, 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 what's the, what the hell is his name? Um, hold on, give me a minute. Uh, Ma- uh, not Magikarp. Uh, oh, Gyarados? Yeah, Gyarados. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a zombified Gyarados, I mean, he's still going to be powerful. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, Gyarados has destroyed entire cities, according to the Pokedex. That's the thing. People always look at the stats. They don't look at the Pokedex entries. I think that's, you know, I think it's fun to do the alternative. So, 
So, I mean, that, that's still dangerous. Zombie fight or not, he's, I mean, he's even more dangerous since he's got a hunger right now. Like, Pokemon don't eat people. Mm-hmm. But in this world, like, there's well, some you know, Pokemon too. <laughs> right. They got a hankering. So, okay. So I'm going to go with my Onyx. Um, okay. I gonna, like it. So Onyx, um, Charizard, Mr. Mime, I got to keep. Um, so War Turtle, I have to keep. Chansey, I have to keep. So let me ask about War Turtle here. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not Blastoise? He's too big. Hmm. And I, I, and I want someone, I so want them to have the ability to level up. Okay. To evolve into that eventually. So it gives me, it gives me, um, that extra plus when, when you're, when you're dealing with Pokemon, um, that are like the higher levels, you know, they, they, they're hard to control. Yeah. And in a chaotic world like that, I need something that's easier for me to control and deal with. That's a fair point. There's a there's the assumption that we may not have the gym badges that we need. Now, granted, you usually only have control issues if they're traded Pokemon, but... But, because, like, I thought about, um... About, uh... Instead of Charizard, like, maybe Charmeleon. But no, Charmeleon's a serious attitude problem. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I was like, I was like, um, Charmander, Charmander is too weak for what I need. Plus I need a flyer. And I couldn't think of anyone else that was capable of like doing the flying except for like a, like a Pidgeot or whatever. But then that's all he does is fly. He um, cannot, um, um, uh, Pidgeot is actually really, really good. Uh, Fero's good too. Um, I'd say honestly that probably now you've already got some rock types, but probably one of your best bets for a flyer would be Aerodactyl. They have really good stats. They're very fast, very powerful. But um, but as far as like fighting like uh, zombies, as far as fighting zombies, yeah, you would primarily just want an escape. I would think. Right. So I want someone that can escape and fly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I mean now Charizard serves both purposes. He can fight and fly. So I still think that's like best for the way you've got your team constructed, but yeah, I would I, I considered Aerodactyl for mine, but I have a reason for not going with him. So that means that I can't hit my champ, and I really wanted my champ on there because I wanted someone with some strength. I wanted mm-hmm. I wanted a headbuster, but not to fight the Pokemon head on because I mean I mean not to fight zombies head on, but if I need to get into some place, yeah, that yeah. I can't. But then I can serve that purpose too. But then. He's so big, like he really is just for movement and protection. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> Onyx <laughs> is capable of learning the strength HM though, so like in a pinch you could do that. But the thing is, like when I pull him out, he's taking up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. So if I just need to like break into something small, he's not my man for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that's where someone like a like a Blaziken, I mean, like a, a Greninja could come in there, you know. But or maybe even Mister Mom, who knows? So. All right, Onyx, Charizard, Mr. Mime, Greninja, um, War Turtle, and Chansey. And I thought about Haunter just because I feel I felt like I needed a psychic Pokemon, someone that could maybe help with like the the um that the supernatural spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I ultimately like I I didn't know for a fact it would be useful to me. So you've got some overlap in your typing by having Greninja and Wartortle. Uh, okay, both water types. Yeah, but I'm using Greninja mainly for his his uh, his speed and the water shuriken, the, right? So then, would that not make Wartortle redundant? Because Greninja can still surf. Don't need him for surf. Wartortle's main purpose is to provide me water to drink. 
Hmm. Fair enough. I mean, Greninja can do that too, though. Yeah, but he's going to be in the shit. War Turtle's there to uh, kind of protect me and do, like, he's, he's finding me water to drink and those kind of things. So even though they're the same type, I don't want to, if, if I have, if I need, let's say, water for five different things, I don't want to count on one person to provide me with all five of those things. If I hmm. split the duties up, I make, like, if I make you primarily for water and, like, say, like, uh, close security, okay. you are for all the fighting. If you go down in battle, I still have my water. Okay. That's also why I have Chansey. Soft-boiled? Uh, huh? Soft-boiled? Yes. Provides the eggs? Okay. So, she, so Chansey provides me food to eat. Hmm. And, and that's it, man. So I got everything I need. I've got fire for warmth and for, for security. I got Onyx for my security there. Um, okay. And then I got War Turtle for, for my water and hydration. Chansey for food. And then, then I've got, you know, the, and Mr. Mime for protection and, uh, and then Greninja. So, I mean, it's like that. I think I have a good shot at staying alive for a very okay. long time. Okay. I like it. I like it. So it's interesting. You didn't wind up sticking with Scyther because Scyther was one of my first choices. And he now was mine too. And, uh, I've, I've actually rethought that just, um, just in the span of like, while I was listening to your team and listening to your reasoning, uh, <laughs> I mean, I said I put a lot of thought into it. I don't know if I needed to put that much thought into it, but I did. And my like chance, like, um, because I was thinking like maybe like Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan, but I was like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want them to get that close to people if Mm -hmm. they don't have to. And it's so easy for them to get over, uh, like overrun. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want someone that can strike from a distance, and I also want like I was thinking about, I need someone that can, um, that has uh some kind of some good speed and accuracy for attacks yeah. to do things like like setting him on fire is great but fire doesn't immediately put a zombie down yeah he's yeah. still running around while he's on fire so but if i got a guy that can take the tops of heads off mm-hmm. that's perfect you know yep yep you can do that and you can do it from a distance like water cannons things like that are great but it takes a lot of pinpoint accuracy to mm-hmm. do that electric type flat out no yeah, I didn't think yep. that that would be. Yes, the electricity could put them down, but it's it's not as pinpoint as I want it to be. Right, right. Um, and I, I I actually thought about quite a few things. Even like I said, like the uh, I thought about like the Pidgeots and the Feros and um, and them, and then I started going to some others and thinking about how they would work. And um, I was like, okay, what uh, what else would really work for me as far as this and that? And then a lot of them came down to. Uh, like physical ability strength, but I, I don't want them getting that close unless I know they can get in and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I avoided fighting types because like, even, even in though like a Machamp can lift a building, it's, you know, if it gets bitten, it gets bitten. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then I've got to deal with him. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's exactly what everybody wants. <laughs> I mean, I would go so far. I'm like, and this is just me like trying to world build. I would think that once they're zombified, a Pokeball's not going to work on them. Mm. I, that just makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I don't, I mean, I don't think they've ever explained how Pokeball technology works, but I would think that it detects if it's hitting something living. And I mean, there's obviously the technology embedded in it to say, oh, this Pokemon already has a trainer, so I can't catch it. Well, see, I was thinking about the fact that Pokemon can pop out of those balls if they want to. Mm-hmm. Because like when you throw the ball, you notice that whole moment where you're waiting to see is it 
is are they going to accept this? Yeah, yeah. So they could just they could just not accept or pop out at any time. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm you're you're pulling more from the anime. I'm pulling a little more from like the first two generations of the games, which I mean that's that's horrifically flawed. The two the first two gens are like not relevant anymore. But uh, well, even in that, you throw a ball and the thing is like you know sometimes it'll pop out. Oh, you mean like as far as catching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, and in the, in the anime, yeah, they would sometimes like because in, in the game, that's not something you have to worry about them just jumping out for no reason. But in the anime, yeah, they would just they would sometimes pop out. Mm-hmm. Um, so and so if that's the case, and if they're zombified, I don't know if they would ever go back in. Yeah, you know? I just I don't I think the technology wouldn't work. I don't think it could pull them back in at that point because they're dead. Because if they would, I would I would I would catch with a zombified one and that smash the pokeball. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened to them, but I don't know if destroying the Pokeball would just release them or what, or maybe grab it and then. Um, yeah, that varies in the media because like there's comics where if the Pokeball gets damaged, they're just stuck in there. Yeah, but then I think in the anime, there's been a couple times where Pokeballs have been damaged and they just pop out. So I don't, I don't know. See, I would, I would possibly like get it super glue it shut or get it and um, and. Um, uh, like remove the battery or where the power source is. Right, right. So then they're stuck in there. So I'm really disappointed because I couldn't find a spot for Nido King on my team, and oh, I like nice. I like Nido King a lot, but I just I couldn't I couldn't find anything for him here because it's all practicality. Um. So do you think that armor would protect him from getting bitten? I don't think so. What about Kangaskhan? Probably not. I mean, I'm just thinking. You know, if you use bite attack against them. It's not like a rock type where it does one hit point of damage. If you use bite on a Kangaskhan or a Nidoking, it still does pretty yeah. decent damage. So that's that's just my logic behind that. Um, that's fair. So, but yeah, so I was going to go with Scyther because, you know, it's fast and it's a headlopper. But then I realized Kabutops kind of serves that same purpose. And it's water rock. So that not only provides water coverage, but it can actually take a bite. So... You've got your headlopper. You've got. Plus, your... he's got he's got those those uh, like um, praying mantis like appendages too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so he fills the role of headlopper. He's a water rock type, so he's covering a lot of stuff right there. Um, for pure defense, I went with cloister. Cloister, because the shell is completely impenetrable. But how do you get in there? Um, it's more it's more leading guys off of me. <laughs> It's more having a distraction to throw out water and ice attacks, because if you can freeze a room full of zombies with Blizzard or something, then you're golden. But isn't that also dependent on, um, doesn't he have to be in the water, Cloister? No. He's, he's, he kind of runs off a of Geodude logic, he just floats. But the water thing is a good advantage, because that means I have the capability of surfing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now I don't know if any, I think... You know what? I, I will pull this argument. In the Pokemon Adventures manga, Lorelei of the Elite Four hides inside of her cloister during a fight. So it is hmm. possible for a person to fit in there. That's going to be my argument. <laughs> it may not be like game official, but that, that will be, that'll be my go-to. Um, third, and it's interesting because you brought up Haunter, I've got Gengar. Okay. Why Gengar? Gengar, being a ghost type, can't be hit by non-special moves. So... He can just throw out attack after attack against these things, whether that's a psychic attack or a toxic attack or whatever. Okay, so would a psychic attack work against them? I'm pretty sure psychic is emitting actual waves of energy. 
You know what? We can pull up the attack description. Because... That information is online, and I cannot... Multitask to keep talking while I'm typing. Hmm. Um, psychic. So I guess it's my turn. Attack. Um, I got it. <laughs> but um, so you know, I I thought about. It. So here's one thing I'm gonna say. A is a it's a flaw in my in my reasoning for my Pokemon, mm-hmm. which is I'm looking at it as far as you know, protect myself from the 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 more credible threat of. Um, of human um, zombies, but you know, so Onyx. I'm thinking, okay, here's Onyx, um, and I mean, I got so I got human zombies all around me. They're probably not under the not, not thinking about like I'm going by the, the your typical zombie logic, which is I'm running off of uh, I'm running off of uh, just the um, instinct or what is it uh, like a. Uh, Survival. No, no, the, the, like, base, like, cognitive, or, uh, crap, what do you call that? Oh, higher reasoning? Uh, yeah, functions, you know. They, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's just, like, it's, I'm not, they're not really thinking about anything. They don't have any, any true, um, like, thought process there. Yeah. So, so I don't have to, I wouldn't have to worry about them, like, using some water to, like, weaken Onyx to get through my defenses. Yeah, yeah. But a Pokemon would, because that's a part of their natural instincts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a zombie Gyarados is going to just throw out a water attack, probably. Right. And if I happen to find, if there's a zombie Squirtle out there that comes across my little Onyx barrier, right? yes, he would water gun. Mm-hmm. And that would hurt my Onyx. So that that's that's the one of the biggest like weaknesses in my thing is that um, I'm thinking about one, but but then I really can't protect any more against them than I, than I could any other way. Right, yeah. But um, so Bulbapedia defines the psychic attack as the target is hit by a strong telekinetic force. So I would define force there with D and D logic, saying that it's force damage. It's pressure created by they did by say, shock waves created by the mind. They said telekinetic, not telepathic. So I would agree with that. Okay. Okay. So yeah, and if not, Gengar is still capable of learning a lot of special attacks. Gengar's can learn Thunderbolt or Flamethrower or anything. So I could actually give him a pretty varied move set. And I don't know if it still applies now, but I know in Gen 1, Gengar could actually learn strength. He was the only ghost type who could do that, hmm. which means the pushing around the boulders and stuff I'm able to do. And see, one of the reasons I wanted Haunter on there was because as a ghost Pokemon, they can go into a building mm-hmm. and tell me what is, what's going on in there and they yep. can't be hurt. So they're also like the perfect little spies to be like, oh, hey. Yeah, you can go in there and tell me, are there any supplies in there that we need? Something that work for us? Uh, are there any, uh, are there any zombies in there? Mm-hmm. And they can't be hurt. Yep. Yep. So I, I hate the fact that unless it's a, that. Unless it's a zombie that, uh, is using a special attack. Cause if it is a zombie squirtle, then it, it'll still throw out a water gun and still damage him. Right. But hopefully, cause they, well, the Gengars can turn invisible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'd they be able ha- to. They can travel in shadows and right. stuff. So you could be able to, to, to Become intangible, go through the walls, mm-hmm. hide in the shadows, and then do the uh, reconnoiter, and then come back. Yep. Now, my next three dudes are not as functional combat-wise, but this is the day-to-day survival stuff. And it's interesting, your whole thing was, like, foraging and, and like, collecting food and having water sources and stuff. Um, 
Now, this is me kind of uh, punking the Gen 1 rules, and that, and in my defense, Gen 1 is really what I'm most familiar with, so if anybody wants to fuss at me for not playing, like, Diamond or Pearl or whatever, not my fault, I just, I don't... I, I got a job by the time those games were coming out, so... <laughs> It'll happen to you, too, you little shit. Um, but yeah, so... Oh, well, I'm gonna become a YouTube Instagram influencer! <laughs> Yeah, make money playing video games just like Pootie Pie. This is social media. <laughs> so my travel guy. Um, I thought about going with Tauros because I love Tauros, but I've decided to go with Dodrio. Reason being, Dodrio is ridiculously fast. It's not quite as fast as Rapidash, but those things can haul ass. Okay, but can you sit on them? Mm-hmm. You can sit on a Dodrio? Yeah, in the Great Pokemon Race in season one, Damien rides it against Ash while he's riding a Ponyta. Okay. Uh-huh. Plus, in the Gen 1 move set, Dodrio can learn fly. Doesn't have wings, but the fucker can learn fly. I don't know if that still applies, so let's be fair and look that up. I mean, okay, if, if we if we could have done this, which you didn't explain to me, I would have just chosen I would have chosen missing no. Nah, come on. <laughs> I'm just now, saying. I'll be fair. I'll, I'll look up now if Dodrio can still learn fly in current generations, but it was there was total valid strategy in uh, in Gen 1 and Pokemon Stadium and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides, Nintendo said that... Uh, Nintendo! Nintendo! <laughs> yeah, Nintendo said that if you catch Missing No, it'll destroy your game. It was patently untrue, but they said it. Um, oh, actually, I got a Missing No. But yeah, like, the Dodrios, they're, the three heads are constantly looking in multiple directions anyway, so, like, there's no chance of getting snuck up on. Oh, King Ghadira. <laughs> oh, hey, number Ultra Perm. Okay, I stop asking me for donations, Pokemon Wait. Donation, donation! I thought that was a trash can. <laughs> wow, I can't um, believe I get two Coming to America quotes in there, like, like one after another. <laughs> oh yeah, see, Dodrio has a 110 base attack and 110 base speed, so it's strong and fast. Shitty defense, but uh, now that, that I would say Dodrio's weakness though is that it is an earthbound. Like, well, I mean, if you can fly, <laughs> if you can fly, but but it's still pretty much when it's not flying is earth based, mm-hmm. so it is going to be subject to any kind of tunnelers, which there are quite a few tunnelers in Pokemon. There are, but he's also. Way up there in speed. 110 speed is really, really good. Here we go. He can still fly. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's generation... Yep, that's generation six. As of generation six, he can still fly. So... All right. That's got to be really weird to see. What do they look like from underneath that? Uh, Are they just hot dogs? Uh, you're. I think you're thinking of Doug Trio. No, oh, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of Dugtrio. Oh, Dodrio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you And can... so, in Pokemon Stadium, if you made a Dodrio fly, it just levitated straight up because it doesn't have wings. <laughs> okay, so that's that's why I was confused. I was thinking, I was thinking Dugtrio. Yeah, and I'm no, like, Dugtrio okay. is the fastest engine one. Okay, uh, yo, I remember the kid riding on the Dodrio now yeah. when, they, when they erased the... Okay, so that, that's where the communication breakdown yeah. was happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, Dodrio, weirdly enough, can fly ridiculously fast. Again, I don't know how they compare nowadays, but 110 base speed is good. It's it's objectively good. Um, so yeah, strong. You can look three directions at once, so not going to get snuck up on. So, uh, 
And being flying type, he's actually immune to Earth-based attacks, so that fixes the tunnelers. Well, right, but that was because I was thinking of, of Doug Trio. Yeah. Which yeah. I still have to ask now, Doug Trio, what do they look like on the bottom? Doug Trio? Nobody knows. <laughs> it's a mystery. A lot of people draw them as really big buff men. Diglets and Doug Trio. It's weird. It's like a kink or something. Um, so... Yeah, so you've got a lot of, you've got like a source of food and like foraging. I didn't really think of that because I figured I'd be spending a little more time in the cities. Plus, Chansey also helps Nurse Joy out a lot mm-hmm. with uh, with helping um, uh, uh, reco- Pokemon recover yeah. and heal. So that's also oh. why I chose that one. Yeah, and this, that's where my next decision comes from because I figured, what if I go to a Pokemon Center and there's no source of power? Boom, Magneton. Ah, really nice. Steel type, if you're going by modern generation, so he can't be bitten. Okay. Uh, electric attacks can fuck up a zombie real good. And yeah, if I go to a building and need a source of power, and I'd much rather be in a building where I'm a lot less likely to get snuck up on, then I can just hook this fucker up to their power supply, and we have power. Gives us access to a Pokemon Center and everything. The bad thing about that is then you have to secure a Pokemon Center. True. But they usually only have one entrance. Yeah, but I'm mean, like, like if you have power, that's the one thing bad thing about living in an apocalyptic world like that is when if you have power, it's going to attract one thing is going to attract a shit ton of zombies. It will, and it's also going to attract people like 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 Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. It's going to attract people that are going to come there because you've got something they don't have, yeah, and, or something that they need. And uh, oh, my Kabutops cut them up. <laughs> <laughs> But, you see, another advantage to Magnemite is that he uses a lot of sound-based attacks, too. Or Magneton. It uses a lot of sound-based attacks. So, during the reconnoiter, you figure out where the zombies are most clustered together. You can have it just use Sonic Boom or any of those sound wave-based attacks. They're all just going to go there. And you just liquefy them. Yeah. Okay. So you can neutralize threats really easily. Last one's a little bit weird, but I put a lot of thought into this. Okay. Porygon. Porygon. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the virtual Pokemon. Yes. How are you going to get the virtual Pokemon into the real world? Well, I mean, it's just obtainable in-game. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, you can just obtain Porygon in-game. They're not purely... Um, they're not purely uh, digital in the game. Okay, so... They were created by lines of code, but they're, they're physical beings with, like, height and weight calculations. So what are you going to do... What are you going to do when you start having seizures? <laughs> um, I'll have my Gengar use Dream Eater to fix me. Dream Eater would probably kill me, but that's fine. <laughs> no, the Pokemon Twitter actually just posted a couple of weeks ago, por- hashtag Porygon did nothing wrong, <laughs> which a lot of people got really mad about, but technically it was Pikachu who caused those seizures. It was just the Porygon episode. Pikachu did the Thundershock that caused all the flashes, so... That'll be that'll be my argument for that. Oh. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Porygon is like actually obtainable in game, and they do have like height and weight and participate in combat and all that. But my reasoning is twofold here. Okay. First of all, Porygon has the conversion capability, which lets it change its typing. So I can have it use conversion on my Gengar, change its type to Ghost. Now I have two Ghost types that can't be damaged. Hmm. So that gives it some flexibility, because otherwise it's just normal type. Uh, Could also possibly use conversion on the zombies and see what happens. Uh, That could help in determining 
a possible cure later on down the road. Because if you have a Pokemon that doesn't lose its higher reasoning but can change to that type, you could actually pull in some research. Biggest thing, though, since I'm going to be trying to secure Pokemon centers and using Magnemite to power up, that gives me access to the Pokemon storage system on PC, where everybody's extra Pokemon go when they have too many on their team. Porygon is digital, and you got a whole bunch of people dead who can't access their shit now. So I can just send that guy into cyberspace to get whoever I want. Yeah, but then you but then you have to get them to obey you. That would be iffy, yeah. And you have to you have to prove to them that their master is dead. Yeah, but I got time. <laughs> I got time, lots of time. It cost a fortune. It took a lot of time. Luckily, I had both. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it I think it would be doable. Not bad, man. Not bad at all. So yeah, but yeah, if I wind up in a city where there's no food and like I'd have to go somewhere super densely populated like Saffron or Celadon, then it, to get food, that's like my biggest problem is I didn't think about that at all. But you know who's going to be the most sur- the most well surviving in the whole apocalypse as far as the Pokemon themselves go? Hmm. Magikarp, because their scales are stronger than steel. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, stat-wise, they suck, and they can't fight for shit until they evolve, but... Yeah, according to the Pokedex, their scales are stronger than steel. Or diamonds. Yeah, that was it. Their scales are stronger than diamonds. So. Not bad. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've got, but I don't have a source of flames unless I teach Gengar how to use flamethrower. Um, don't have a source of food, and if it comes to, like, walling myself in and actually trying to shield myself, I'm completely fucked. I've got one guy who can do physical combat, really. Uh, granted, the special attackers will be okay for a little bit longer, but... You know, what you really need for fast results is to be able to just take their heads off. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think out of all of that, I'm most proud of uh, the Magneton idea of just being able to hook it up to a, to a generator and getting power. But, yeah, I, I think we'd both be pretty okay. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> um, it would be, uh, be interesting. It's weird, because I'm the one who's always said that I don't want to live in the world of Pokemon, but like once I started thinking about it from like the survivor's perspective, it's like, that would, that'd be pretty interesting to see how it plays out. That would be, be kind of nice to... I mean, in, in this, in this uh, context, in the scenario where you're going around and you're like, okay, I've got zombies everywhere, but I just happen to have these guys here. I've got some kind of a chance. Mm-hmm. I think the difference with you and I is with yours, if you got to a really good Pokemon Center, well, first off, you'd have to clear that Pokemon Center out. Oh, yeah. Um, and that would be tough. That could be pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and of course, you do have to secure it. You have to make sure that, like, the windows are fixed and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you've got to do that. Um, where, but once you do that, though, you've got this nice secured building there, mm-hmm. and uh, you can even close it up, like shut the shades and that kind of stuff, and just be be walled in. Um, but uh, you know, even even with that kind of even with that, I think the zombies can always sense when there's like you know, here, if there's a building that's been kind of empty, um, that now that it's 
been reactivated, even if you can't see it, they kind of can sense that something's mm-hmm. there. Um, and uh, so that would be interesting. Uh, I think it would also be like uh, zombies attacking, um, un- like attacking other poke. So zombie people attacking Pokemon mm-hmm. that um, have not been turned. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And you'd have them fighting back. So I think that it would make it hard for you to catch new Pokemon because let's say, for example, that, um, that you're, you're walking to another town or, or riding to another town and you see like a, um, I don't know, just say like a, like a bee drill or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, and it's, um, a fighting or has fought like some, some zombie people. I don't know if they would really be able to make that distinction between you being a living person and then one being a zombie. Mm-hmm. And so all these Pokemon, after they've encountered one, would then start to just turn on humans. Yeah. Which yeah. means you may not be able to capture any new Pokemon plus any ones that aren't out there that aren't, uh, that aren't, haven't been, haven't been turned into zombies are now a threat to you. Mm-hmm. And that, that would make it really, really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, plus, I think you've got the issue of, like, items are going to be completely gone at that point, you know? I don't know how easily you could even obtain Pokeballs unless you're, like, salvaging them off of corpses. Because, (laughs) as we've seen this past year, the minute emergencies start coming up, people clear shit off the shelves. So, I think in a world like that, when... You know, people find out, oh, it's, suddenly there's a zombie Golduck in my yard. Oh, God, that would suck. Pokeballs are just going to be gone. <laughs> we can't even fucking keep toilet paper here now, six months after flattening the curve in 14 days. So I tell you what was what would really suck. And it's a high it's a great possibility is you go to scavenge a body for a dead body for Pokemon mm-hmm. and they've got some Pokeballs on them. And the Pokemon might have been injured, and he put in the Pokeball to keep it safe, and it's turned whilst yeah. in the Pokeball, and then you let it out. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to keep your team on the ready for that. You, I think you'd have to you'd have to get those Pokeballs, and you'd have to take them to a Pokemon Center and scan them first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to see. Because yeah, that would be that would be something that that'd be horrible. Yeah, you, you wouldn't know. I mean, that would be. That, 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 would, that would be a, like a box of chocolate. You would not know what you're going to get when you open that thing up. Yep. But yeah, um, now having lots of time on my hands, I'd also, I, I would need to learn coding and stuff just to see what I could do to tweak uh, the Porygon's capabilities. Because, you know, as you pointed out, it could be difficult getting Pokemon out of the storage system if I'm not the original trainer. Mm-hmm. But... It'd be, if, it'd be difficult for you once you, if you let them out, to convince them to work for you. Mm-hmm. But if I can convert the Porygon's code to change my ID marker as the original trainer, that could be beneficial. <laughs> yeah, but I think when they see you there, they're going to know. Well, yeah. It would take time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I, honestly, even... I'd do where I wouldn't go. Lavender. 
Safari Town. Oh, God, Safari Zone, yeah. Safari Zone would suck. <sighs> yeah. That's, like, the primary place in Kanto to get, like, Dratinis and stuff. You've got Tauroses out there. you got Kangaskhans out there. Yeah, that would be awful. And just one of them gets zombified? Yeah. Yeah, and no, my, my first thought would be, well, you know, if you go to Lavender, you've got lots of access to ghost types to catch. But you've also got the Pokemon Tower, which is just a massive grave site, so... That's going to be where there's way more zombies. Safest bet? Man. Pallet it's hard. It would, it would have to be Pallet because you're, <laughs> you're protected from the south by the sea. Oh, no. Cinnabar would be your best bet. See, I see Pallet because Pallet is a small town. Mm-hmm. And small towns would normally be the better place to, to hide out. Well, Cinnabar is a little more densely populated, but it's completely ocean-logged. It's an island. And it's near a volcano, so you've got really fertile soil. That would actually be a pretty good place to bunker down. You could, you you would have a definite end in sight to say, at some point, I know this island's going to be empty. It's not like mainland. Well, you've got the orange islands too, mm-hmm. but you'd have to clear off the island first, and then you don't have to worry about Pokemon that that um are water type that can also like on land, like like your like uh. Excuse me, like your bolt, your um, not bolsters, your uh, squirtles and war turtles, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have to worry about the uh, about the uh, Gyaradoses attacking you. I mean, right. they could blast the island stuff, but they wouldn't come up on the island. Yeah, um, they don't have a lot of reason to do that. Right, Dratinis wouldn't come up on the island either. Dragonites could, but but then you would wouldn't you wouldn't have to worry about something like a Machamp or one of mm-hmm. those things coming because they'd have to get across the water. There's no way for them to do that. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, but yeah, you'd have to get, you'd have to get over there and then clear off the island. That could be difficult. Yeah, yeah, that could be tough. But I mean, it's like you've got the flight capability on the Dodrio, you've got the surf capability on the Cloister. I mean, really, you could just be offshore a ways and just use the Magnemite's sound attacks to draw them out. They're not going to be able to move well in the water. Shit, you could draw a lot of them out into the water and then just have Magnemite use thunder, mm-hmm. just fry them in the water. So let me ask you this. Do you think Jigglypuff's ability will work on him? Sing? Mm-hmm. I don't know if a zombie can really sleep, can it? I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I know that, like, something psychic-based like hypnosis wouldn't work. And I know that something where it's, like, taking some kind of a substance like sleep powder, I know that wouldn't work. But, yeah, Sing, sing is interesting because the whole concept is that it's lulling them to sleep. But I don't. I don't think a zombie can really sleep. Oh, maybe it could put them in like a like a um, like a meditative or trance like state. I could see a trance, yeah. And then you could just you could mow them down. Hmm, that could be interesting. Like in, like in my case, I could do that, and then while they if I if I had a uh, a jigglypuff, get the, get the sing on them, and then just char Charizard just like boom, light them all up. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, now another possibility is that an electric type can use thunder wave to paralyze Mm. so paralysis doesn't work a hundred percent of the time but it's going to slow them down significantly yep they automatically lose priority in taking action so yeah yeah that's pretty good i think we're good yeah i think we got a good plan picked some really good ones 
it'd be interesting to see how some other people would do this, would kind of put together a team. Yeah. You know, a lot of people would end up putting together like a dream team, not thinking about like, oh, I really like this one. Yeah, but how is that going to help you mm-hmm. like in a, in a fight? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, um, I, I claim Cinnabar Island, so... <laughs> okay, that's cool. Have to have to kill some people, but, you know, it happens. Have to, want to, will. <laughs> uh, give, give Professor Oak my love. Tell him to stay off my damn island. Yeah, I would be interested in hearing, like, someone's take who's a little more familiar with the more, like, current generations... Like it might be interesting to hear from uh, from Grace on that. Okay, I can dig it. So yeah, um, yo, you know who I didn't think of at all would be Rhyhorn or Rhydon. Hmm. They could be pretty interesting. I don't think they would really serve much of a difference. The like Graveler wouldn't already serve, right? But you can ride them. That's true. Okay, well, you know, if it were me, I would just get a Mewtwo, and a Dragonite, and a Zapdos, and a Rakuno Moltres, and I would win. Mm-hmm. And Shadow the Hedgehog, because I had an extra slot. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you can do that, sure, why not? Yeah. yeah. No rules, no rules. You just do whatever you want. That's better. And he would use Chaos Control, and Mewtwo would get them all. I'd kill all zombies on Earth in one go. Nope, that would not happen. (laughs) You know why? Because as soon as Mewtwo saw what had happened, he would blame man, and he would turn (laughs) against you. Only in the anime where he's an emo little bitch. In the games, he's cool. No, he's not. Yeah, he's awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Alright. And even if Mewtwo blamed man, I would have Shadow use Chaos Control on him. And then Shadow could beat him. So well, I mean, hell, if you're going to bring in just anybody like that, like, oh, well, <laughs> we'll bring in somebody else. Why don't you bring in like a, like a Crash Bandicoot or something, some, one of them. Because Shadow is cool. Like a, you need to bring in like Jack and Daxter. Be like, hey, <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, since, we're, since we're breaking the rules, we'll just go all out. <laughs> no, Shadow's a Pokemon. <laughs> Since when is Shadow a Pokemon? It says right here on the Sonic Wiki, Shadow is a Pokemon. Oh, okay. All right, then. Sounds good. This is the smooth shark argument. I'm not going to lose this one. <laughs> smooth shark? You hadn't heard about that? No, I have not. <laughs> We're like 55 minutes in. Some guy posted on Twitter about some, some just, it was just an offhanded, innocent statement about how sharks are smooth. And so somebody was like, uh, I'm a marine biologist. I will have you know that sharks are actually, have rough skin like sandpaper. And so this guy just decided to troll the shit out of them. It went on for days of this guy going, nah, they're smooth. And they're like, well, here, I'm going to send you over to this scientific journal and they'll send him a link. And he's like, yeah, no, I read it. It said sharks are smooth. Their skin's smooth. <laughs> and they're like, well, you need to have some kind of a source. And so he would just like write out on a Word document, shark skin is smooth, and then like screenshot it. He's like, here's my source. And they're like, no, it has to be online. So he would like type it into his address bar. Did this shit for days. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm, I here's the link to the Wikipedia. It says here that their skin is rough. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I just read Wikipedia. And uh, I'll, I, from what I see, it says that their skin's smooth. So you must need glasses, buddy. <laughs> it was the funniest shit. That's funny. Yeah, and there were several people who would just go off and be like, I'm a marine biologist. And he would just respond with, I'm a better marine biologist because <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh... 
So yeah. No. So the secret is if you're ever arguing Captain online. Clark. Oh, Captain Clark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you are ever arguing with somebody smarter than you, just keep doubling down on your wrong opinion and you will win eventually. <laughs> and become prominent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that computer you want, it's it's for gays. <laughs> you want you always uh when you start your food computers over here. <laughs> Just like Captain Clark uses. <laughs> hey. It's Clark. <laughs> Clark. Captain Clark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, so uh, our Pokemon teams win. <laughs> yeah. We are staying alive for a little bit. <laughs> Alright, everyone. My name is Turk182, and you can find me here on Our Moms Think We're Funny. And... Uh, we are, um, let's see, uh, we are on our host site, Anchor FM. We're also on Amazon, and we are on iHeartRadio and Spotify and uh, Pandora. And Amazon. And Did you say Amazon already? I said Amazon. And <laughs> maybe Audible? Maybe? Um, I think and, so. And, uh, like, RadioCast, uh, and... Uh, Radio, was it radio public? Oh shit, we're we're everywhere, man. I mean, yeah. wherever you know. fine podcasts are sold, yes, you will find us there. Yeah, for free. <laughs> um, but yeah, my name is Turk One Eighty Two. You can find me here on uh, I'm Off Secret Funny. You can also find me on another podcast I do called In the Gutters, it's a comic book podcast that I host with. Uh, Wallcrawler One, a sometimes a contributor to Our Mom Secret Funny, special guest. And I'm also on Twitter at Turk182 underscore KE for Corova Entertainment. You can also find me on the Instagrams at uh, Turk182 underscore KE. And that's for Cool as Ice. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can find me on pretty much any social media platform at Akomi Draws. And you can also find me on Cinnabar Island hanging out with Kabutops and Shadow the Hedgehog. I will be in Pallet Town, fucking Ash's mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, man. She's she's getting it from Mr. Mime. <laughs> all, all you're doing is bringing her a second sexual partner with your Mr. Mime. <laughs> well, uh, no, I'm saying she's getting it from me and Mr. Mime. I mean, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, when it comes to a zombie apocalypse, right? I, I don't have time to be like, I want to be a marijuana now. As long as I'm getting some, then it's cool. We can learn to share. And yeah, no, sorry, those your Mr. Mime and her Mr. Mime are just going to be like spit roasting her, and not going to be any room for you. Eventually, they'll stop. <laughs> Mr. Rhymes can go on all day. Mm-hmm. It's in the Pokedex. Really? It's in the Pokedex? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it says, it says it right here, sexually, Mr. Mimes are titans. <laughs> wow. That's, that's something. Well, okay, then. I guess I'll, I'll just uh, sit here and play with my organ. <laughs> all right. Um, Bye, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, gotta catch them all. <laughs> Zang, yo. Alright there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.